Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. Let's go straight to the Lord in prayer. We have quite a bit to cover today, and I'm pretty excited about it. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. Oh, Father, how we need you, how we need your love and your comfort and your protection. And your forgiveness. Thank you, Father, for that love and grace and mercy that you bestow upon us. Father, we ask again for your protection over this nation and particularly over our president and all those around him. I pray for them, Father. I pray for wisdom in all things, not just for them, but for the people. Make us good stewards of the resources that you have provided. And may we be a compassionate people and a nation of sharing your love and the blessings that we have been granted. May we share those with others. Bless today's show, Father, and thank you for those at the CO2 Coalition and their want to share truth and knowledge with others. For such a time as this, we lift our praise to you and we place at your feet all of our burdens and cares and our needs. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I found something interesting when studying a recent white paper published on the CO2 Coalition website. New Tech, American Coal-Fired Electricity for Africa. Clean air, indoors and out. African lives matter too. While we talk about politics every day here, I think sometimes we miss the truth and the substance of the differences in the hearts behind the policies. CSE Talk Radio promotes thinking for yourself, common sense. I encourage you to not accept all that is thrown at you, all that you hear, but to think about it yourself. Do a little research on your own. Politics because we talk about them every day, the definition of it is the activities associated with the governance of a country or other areas, especially the debate or conflict among individuals or parties having or hoping to achieve power. Politicians making policies, it should be about improving life, not power. We won't talk about the craziness of the U.S. government in the past, which seemed eager to enter into endless wars and conflicts, policing the world. But we were told it was about democracy. Yeah, all right. Go back to the white paper. There's a difference in the heart of people, wanting to make life better for others here and abroad, not by force, but by sharing knowledge and technology, providing that path which will allow others to a better, healthier life and giving them a hand up not a handout. 
whether in the USA or some other land, it is still about life. It's still about liberty. And it's still about the ability to pursue happiness. It's not democracy. Those who claim they're here to save the earth seem to miss the compassion of for the earth's people, all people. Reading through this white paper, the passion for mankind was evident. My immediate thought, forgive me for this, was how different this approach is from that of Bernie Sanders promoting the USA pay for all abortions in Africa. A strange comparison, but nonetheless, I found a huge difference in how they wanted to help others. Life is about energy. How important it is to understand that value and importance of coal. It isn't the enemy. Coal isn't the enemy. It's life-saving and life-changing. As I bring on the researchers and authors of this paper, I want you to think about what America is truly about. Freedom. We've had opportunities here because of our free land. And sharing is the right thing to do. The Obama administration banned the U.S. participation and sharing of clean coal projects in Africa. And this white paper is requesting now that President Donald Trump pardon Africa and begin to share and save lives. The principal researchers for the white paper are the Honorable Kathleen Hartnett White, formerly Texas top pollution regulator as chair of the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, and Dr. Caleb Stewart Rossiter, formerly a professor of statistics for public policy at the University of the Western Cape, South Africa. Hartnett White is a senior fellow at the Texas Public Public Policy Foundation and a member of the CO2 Coalition, and Rossiter is the Executive Director of the CO2 Coalition. At this time, we'd like to welcome both to the show, and we welcome them to CSC Talk Radio, and thank you guys, both of you, for doing the the things that you do to bring common sense back into science and for caring, have caring and sharing hearts for others. Uh, Caleb, what? You've been with us before. Welcome back to CSC Talk Radio. How are you doing? Uh, Beth, I am so thrilled to be with you uh, to talk about this important topic, but I wish you would make sure to write down those great remarks describing the situation in Africa and what America can do to help and put them on your website. Uh, You should be testifying in front of Congress, not me. That's one of the most heartfelt explanations about the purpose of our foreign policy that I've ever heard. Thank you. Well, thank you. I I got it after looking and reading some of what you and Kathleen had written. I think we've had a little trouble getting hold of Kathleen. I don't know if we have her yet or not. Do we have Kathleen on yet? Okay. We're going to work on that here. (laughs) She was supposed to call in. But I'll say, Beth, your, your listeners are in for a total treat if you do get Ms. Hartnett White on. She's one of my environmental heroes, and one of the things I really wanted to do uh, when I came to the coalition two years ago to direct it uh, was to work on this paper with her because I knew of her interest in what her group, uh, Texas Public Policy Foundation, calls energy poverty. Uh, That's really her Mm -hmm. main focus, uh, both here in America, where a lot of people cannot access our energy because they can't afford (laughs) to get their heating oil unless, um, as we know, the the fantastic hydraulic fracturing revolution in both gas and oil has brought 
the price of heating oil down and saved a lot of lives um, right here in America. But I knew Kathleen always had wanted to work um, on Africa. So this was a, a total treat for, for, for me. Well, well, we'll get her. We just, we've, uh, we're just having a little issue with that. But we will get her, and uh, we'll have her on here pretty soon. So writing this uh, white paper... That had to be quite a project to take on, and I know that both of you are very knowledgeable and have, have lots of experience in that. But, you know, bringing, part, bringing out what you just said, we even in America have poverty, and we're not just talking about, uh, you know, the inner cities that are so impoverished here and are homeless, but in areas in this nation, we have people so impoverished, so, uh, so poor, that they barely have food, and they don't have heat, and they live in little makeshift uh, shanties that don't have any kind of warmth or cooling or, or running water, and that's still here in America. And in Africa... <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to... No, well, no, no I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I want you to, I want you to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. It, it, I just it, was making that, my I, point. Yeah, Beth, I was just sort of laughing in that I certainly don't downplay the poverty in America. Uh, I've worked both in my life for, for the Appalachian Regional Commission yeah. in some of the poorest areas of Appalachia as a home start teacher, going into people's homes when mm-hmm. I was a young man to help them uh, read to their three- and four-year-olds. So, uh, you know, I've seen people living in burned-out school buses uh, in America, too. Um, however, <laughs> when I went to work in Africa, uh, as a professor, I was exposed to a, you know, a much deeper level of human need. And when friends of mine would come from South Africa to visit me here, and I would drive them around the toughest ghettos in Washington, D.C., where I was teaching um, high school, and I'd say, look at these rough streets. And do you know what these people from South Africa would see when they'd see how our poorest people live? She looked they saw mansions. Said, <laughs> they said, well, she, she, she looked out at the street. She said, hmm, smart car. We're headed, Meaning, we're headed into a break. I'm going to have to hold yeah. you right there. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, my air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke, and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. That's 800-990-6716. 800-990-6716. 
You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing. The only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America, Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations setting your table is an important part of every meal the patterns you choose say something about you and your family bringing america home with libertytabletop.com or go to my website csetalkradio.com and click on their link call liberty tabletop at 844-386-2338 use the promo code bethann and receive 10 percent off your purchase libertytabletop.com and we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're with we're visiting with the CO2 Coalition today. They are sponsoring the show today, and we're talking about energy and the importance of coal, and not just here but everywhere. And in particular, today we're talking about Africa. And um, you were just telling us, and I apologize. I was I was into your I was into your story, and I wasn't watching the clock very close. <laughs> and so I wanted to uh, I want you to finish what you were telling, and then let's go to Africa and explain to our listeners exactly what is going on there. Uh, thank you, Beth. Yes, I was saying when my friends from South Africa would come here in their little South African accent, they'd look at our tough neighborhoods and say, "Smart cars," meaning. Those are great cars these people have. How can they be poor? You know, so uh, in in Africa, uh, it is so much behind us in their electricity generation, and of course, what that means for um, in, in in industry and cleaning water and all that. That an incredible four hundred and thirty nine thousand people die every year from something called indoor air pollution. Now, your guests may be kind of mystified as to what indoor air pollution could be because in America, according to the same World Health Organization, zero people die of indoor air pollution. And what it means mm-hmm. is you don't have the money for um, electricity. Only one-third of African homes have electricity coming in because the grid is not well developed, and therefore they have to cook, heat, and light 
with wood, charcoal, and dried animal dung, which are terrible things to bronchitis and pneumonia rates and kill oh, yeah. 439,000 people a year. That's what we're dealing with. The human right to electricity in your home, which America realized in about 1940 universally, uh, and Africa is only at one-third. Well, and the fact that they're burning, they're burning wood and animal dung in the house to heat and to cook, so they're inhaling this, and yes, there is exactly no ventilation, right. um, and so that is really kind of rough on the lungs. <laughs> well, and then you can see that by the rates of death. And so these these 439,000 deaths uh, can be brought down with uh, having any kind of electricity in your home, uh, whether or not it's scrubbed of um, sulfur dioxide, as most plants in America are. Um, but... Uh, the problem is uh, you don't want to replace that with coal power that starts to cause some outdoor air pollution deaths as well, which is the area that Kathleen Hartman White worked in running Texas's regulatory agency. And the solution is in a marvelous coal plant, a modern coal plant, uh, these new uh, high-tech, uh, what they call them, high-efficiency, low-emissions plants that America developed right before the natural gas revolution made them not too <laughs> economical here compared to natural gas. Right. But there's one operating uh, that Kathleen visited down in Arkansas that essentially removes all pollutants from the, from the um, outdoor air pollution at the same time would solve the indoor air pollution by giving people electricity to heat, cook, and light their student studies at night. I, you know, I don't think most people recognized or even realized that Obama had had put this ban on on uh, Africa and sharing the coal industry, high tech coal industry, with them. And I know it's all about the evil coal with those on the <laughs> on this other side of the platform here. But don't we need to kind of look through that? I mean, we have done so much with technology, and we need to look through that and 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 save lives not take lives and not not jeopardize them just because you don't like coal. We have other things that we can do, but but this is the quickest and the easiest and the cleanest that we can offer them to get their lives get it started where they have they have hope. <laughs> they have heat, they have hope. Yes, uh, just like us uh, Africa and India and China first turned to coal because it's so easy to bring it from the earth into the um, power plants and to distribute that electricity. The electricity is reliable and cheap, unlike wind and solar, which require tremendous um, backup electricity because they, they go down when the wind isn't popping and the sun isn't shining and you've got to keep the power up. Uh, and so Africa, I would say the the southern third of the African continent, from South Africa up to about Zambia, is essentially a coal mine. There is so much coal under the ground there uh, that South Africa is able to bring it out uh, and provide energy and electricity that runs north from South Africa through about 12 countries all the way up into the Congo uh, and Kenya. So uh, Africa, South Africa can provide this electricity um, which explains why, Beth, by the way, South Africa is the only country in Africa where the water can be drunk without people getting sick. 
uh, it's 100% clean water access because it takes a lot of electricity to run the pumps that cleans water. So that's a huge thing for human health, to have clean water. Uh, otherwise, children uh, get, get sick uh, much more frequently and die, and you have high infant mortality rates. So everything about human health uh, in Africa would be improved by promoting um, coal plants. They're going to build them. The plants, everybody knows they're going to build them. Uh, and uh, yet China gets to build them now, and they don't do the clean coal technology. They just bring in the cheapest old style. So there's so many reasons why this is insane, what the Obama administration did to our vote at the World Bank, where we provide some money, and our vote uh, on our own U.S. Power Africa program uh, that hamstrings it. Now, parts of Africa, the best thing is new natural gas funds. Uh, other parts, they have big dams, you know, on the Nile River and the Congo River and the Niger River, um, the Zambezi. But uh, you really have to have a baseload uh, coal-fired uh, plant behind you if you're going to become a modern, a, a modern economy with all the benefits to life expectancy. So I'm going back to what you said about China. So with yeah. us not bringing in the the modern technology of clean coal, yeah. China's going to come in there and build the dirty coal plants. They're going to build the old plants. The, yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 the so China's going to get the jobs. China's going to get the sales, yes. and and Africa isn't going to get the best. It's not going to get the best. But I will say. And, all, and to be frank about it, much as we like to invest in America in scrubbing out the last little bit of sulfur dioxide, you know, from our coal plants uh, when they when they burn, it, and when we do still have a lot of electricity driven by coal, there's still no comparison. It's so much better for you to have electricity than not. That even with the pollution okay. from the Chinese plants, it will help. It will help what the Chinese are doing. We could just do it and cover both the indoor and the outdoor air pollution at one time. I think that's a fantastic idea. Have you had uh, any uh, response yet from President Trump on any of this? Or have we you have issued a call to President Trump to, uh, the first way I phrased it, Beth, uh, was to say, well, he just pardoned a couple turkeys on uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think their names were Tom and Tom or something. Uh, so... Um, you know, corn and cob, I think. Corn and cob, you are right. <laughs> and and, 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 and with, when he, with a very simple executive order, he could reverse the Obama executive order uh, that blocked our exports of this technology um, and, and pardon Africa, just like he pardoned those two good-looking turkeys. Um, he's been a little busy, you may have noticed, Focusing yes, on know. other issues, uh, and unfortunately, um, we have not seen any motion on this. But we're not we're not giving up. Uh, you remember, President Trump ended uh, a Jimmy Carter era ban on the export of natural gas. It was so long ago in the seventies, nobody in government could remember what was the motivation for President Carter to ban exports of natural gas. Things were so different back then. Um, President Trump reversed that, and now, of course, we're exporting natural gas to the world, which is a wonderfully clean fuel. Has a, yeah, yeah. It avoids the problems of sulfur dioxide if you burn gas in a 
combined cycle plant for electricity right off the bat. So President Trump has done great things for uh, exporting American energy to the world, and uh, we're, we're hopeful. Well, you know, we'll do what we can. We'll just we'll tweet the show out to him. How's that? We'll we'll get that. I would love that, but the, the problem is, it's, it's, he can he do doesn't that. Read but obviously, <laughs> no, no, he loves that. I mean, President Trump can do it, but let's not forget what's about to happen here. When President Biden takes office, the climate mafia that he is uh, bringing in, the sort of yeah. eco-religious fear, they'll wipe this out in a heartbeat. Yeah, they've already promised. They've already promised right. a lot of, we're going to call it, because I'm a good old Baptist girl, we're going to call it backsliding. They're going to do a lot of backsliding <laughs> on, on the well. progress that we've made. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're visiting today with CO2 Coalition, Kayla Brossiter. And we're still working on Kathleen. We're having a little trouble getting through on her phone. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio, and Kayla and Beth Ann will be right back. Today with Caleb Rossiter, and we're talking about a white paper that he did with the Honorable Kathleen Harnett White, and uh, it's about providing electricity in Africa for the very poor there in Africa. Even you know they they have nothing, and they need this. And it would be if you if we're talking about clean air, this is what we need to do to give them electricity that they can have a clean life, let's put it that way, because right now it isn't. And uh, affordable electricity for all there would be, it'd be life-saving as well as life-changing. And uh, so what we're doing is we're encouraging President Donald Trump to take a move on this. As we were going into that break, just before we were, Caleb, we were talking about the changes if the administration switches like it looks like it's going to, and what that's going to mean to our energy here in America as well as abroad, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk about that just a little bit because I think our our listeners need to be aware of what what might take place here pretty soon. Uh, thank you, Beth Ann. Obviously, the United States as a federal system has a lot of advantages uh, for 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 energy, meaning. The states are very important in our federal system, and most of our uh, electricity and energy production is regulated not by the federal government, but by the states. So effectively, you already have, and it's almost, Beth, Beth Ann, you mentioned abortion earlier. America mm-hmm. pretty much has two abortion regimes, meaning there are a number of states where popular opinion is, is against abortion, and it's extremely difficult to get abortion in those states, you know, Mississippi, um, uh, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma. You know, it, it's extremely difficult. Uh, whereas in states where abortion rights are more popularly supported, you know, it's easy. New York, California, where I live, Washington, 
D.C. Well, the same thing's happening on energy. The states like California and New York that are controlled by the Democratic Party, and I can I can rag on them a bit, Beth Ann, because I'm a longstanding Democrat who ran for Congress as a Democrat, uh, and and they're they're strange. We will hold that against about, you. <laughs> they're are strange narratives about about carbon dioxide. They have this narrative, which is that uh, carbon dioxide emissions from fossil fuels are causing a climate crisis uh, that's going to threaten the earth, right? And and the second part of the narrative is it's painless to replace those carbon dioxide-oriented fuels, uh, like gas and oil, with um, and coal, with these wind and solar things. Now, the easiest way to deal with that is to explain uh, how wrong the second point is, because nobody wants to pay four times as much for their electricity or their automobile fuel, which is what you'd have to do if you use wind and solar power, because they're, they don't work well, they're intermittent, we don't know how to store yet. You know, so they're tremendously expensive. Uh, and, and in the states that I mentioned are, are a little more conservative on this, it's not a big deal because their state agencies are not penalizing fossil fuels, and they are not giving huge subsidies to wind and solar, driving up your, your, your taxes and your rates. But in the rest of America, the California, New York, Democratic America, we've already Europeanized. We've already jammed up the price of power to people dramatically by mandating um, certain tricks within the regulatory framework in those states uh, that wind and, and solar electricity get um, the break, get the lowest bid on the fuel auction, uh, etc. You know, there, there are mandates that you have to have a certain amount of that electricity. Right. And, and, and fuel. Uh, you, you may have noticed that then lately that when you buy your gasoline, uh, a certain percentage of it has to be corn ethanol from Iowa. Yes. Uh, that, that, that sort of thing. But in, in, in general, because we are a federal system, it's still possible in America to get good, reliable, uh, cheap energy. Those are mostly in the states where the Democrats do not have a, a monopoly. I guess where this country is going is a big fight. Uh, in the next administration, over mandates, uh, fortunately, probably have to be issued by the executive branch, which can be fought in court, over mandates to, again, favor wind and solar much more than fossil fuel power uh, and make the taxpayer and the, and the rate payer and the user pick up the pieces. Um, so this frustrates me a bit because the case is so clear on the economics that most people, particularly most Republicans I work with on Capitol Hill, Beth Ann, don't go and ask the next question, which is, goodness gracious, is there even a climate crisis which would be justifying all this? Uh, that is the <laughs> thing that we work on the most in our CO2 coalition because, frankly, uh, there is no climate crisis. There's been no increase in all these mm -hmm. climate variables uh, in the carbon dioxide warming era. Um, it's just a myth, and they dreamed it up and agreed to it at the U.N. level. 20, 30 years ago, before there was any um, any data at all. So they're very weak on the uh, science, and so they prefer all the time to brag about how cheap it's going to be to use wind and solar, and they keep forgetting to tell you that it's only cheap because <laughs> you're paying for it in your subsidies and your mandates. Um, we could become like Germany, where the price of energy is four times what it is here, very quickly, uh, 
if the Democrats took over the Congress as well as the uh, executive branch and passed the sort of laws President Obama was was trying to pass in his first two years in office, uh, which the U.S. Senate, thank goodness, refused to pass. But that fight is going to be a big fight in your lives for the next 15 years, all because they've got the science wrong. Well, on the wind and solar, you know, I guess maybe they have their place in, pl- in time, but they're mm-hmm. not they're not even efficient. And they're not, you can't do it everywhere. And it's not efficient, it's not economically efficient, um, and it just can't be done. And you uh, can't seem to get that right your head. But it goes back, I think it yeah. goes back, Caleb, to... The agenda really isn't about saving the planet. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's an anti-capitalist agenda, and I hate to say that, having been a Democrat all my life, there is some strain or germ in in this climate change movement, which goes back to the people that thought we were going to have acid rain that would destroy the world, and capitalism will destroy the world, and population will destroy the world, and um, what was it, uh, DDT, uh, Rachel Carson yeah. famously said that would destroy the world. All of these predictions, of course, proved to be false because uh, you know people have been very creative and the science has gotten better. Our air and our water are the cleanest they've ever been. People are living the longest in their life expectancy we've ever lived. And, of course, poor Africa is about 15 years behind us in life expectancy because they don't have electricity. So in the face of uh, the reality that... Um, our economic growth is driving environmental success, there is this concerted, almost religious movement saying we're despoiling, ruining the earth, being bad stewards, when the facts simply do not support that. They don't. And I think, and I think I've mentioned it before when you've been on the air, I, I say it a lot, that what really concerns me is the fears that they put into people's hearts, especially our children are young people who now think that they don't have much of a future and they don't want to have children. I saw one. She just was so, she had no hope in her whatsoever. I saw her on, uh, on uh, I think it was Tucker Carlson a year and a half, two years mm-hmm. ago, and it was like, it was sad. <laughs> it was sad. She just didn't have any hope. I'm not going to have any children, and uh, we've made this decision because we're not going to add to to the death of the, the earth. And it's like, Oh my goodness! They've bought this these lies hook, line, and sinker, and they actually don't think they have anything to live for or hope. Uh, they don't want to have children. Uh, it, it's so wrong what they have done, and it's all about power. We go back to that party thing about power with the politics, and it's not supposed to be about that. It's supposed to be about liberty and making people's lives better and easier and, and, you know, more happy. (laughs) I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Today's show and most of the shows during the month are brought to you by the CO2 Coalition. We appreciate all that they do for truth and understanding and science and common sense. Caleb and Beth Ann will be right back.
If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Their expert staff can help you turn your book idea into a real book, a masterpiece that could someday make the bestseller list in hard copy and digitally all across the world. Page Publishing can help you completely take your idea for a book, write it, and publish it. So if you want to join the ranks of some of the most famous authors in the world, call now for a free information kit. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. Make a free call right now to Page Publishing. 800-378-3212 That's 800-378-3212 Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and when I invented my pillow I wanted to have everything you'd ever want in a pillow. You can adjust the patent and fill to your exact individual needs. You can wash and dry my pillow. It has a 10-year warranty not to go flat, and it's made in the USA. And now, for a limited time, you can get a queen-size premium my pillow for the lowest price ever. Regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. That's a $40 savings. I'm also giving you deep discounts on all my my pillow products including my bed sheets, mattress toppers, and bath towels. Not only are you getting the lowest prices ever, but they make the best Christmas gifts ever. Buy now, and I'll extend my 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. For all Mike's amazing products and discounts, go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, or call 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168, and tell them Beth Ann sent you. Makeup America is a brand new line of makeup made in America. Ladies, did you know that most American beauty brands do not make their cosmetics here in the USA? There is no guarantee of quality and transparency of ingredients, testing on animals, abidance to health and safety regulations, or quality control within the manufacturing environment. The old saying, beauty is only skin deep, refers to what's on the inside of the woman. And as you know, what's inside your beauty products matters to your skin. Makeup America is made in the USA, and they pledge to you that their products are non-GMO, paraben-free, fragrance-free, and never tested on animals. Launch your patriotism with Independence Red, Lady Liberty Blue. There's a variety of nail and lip colors to match. And lip care. MakeupAmerica.us. Use promo code BEST20 to receive 20% discount. MakeupAmerica.us. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the Radio Listener Special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your 
or buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special and enter promo code BETHANN or call 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com and the promo code is BETHANN. Turn to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're speaking today with Caleb Rossiter of CO2 Coalition. And uh, uh, we're in the final segment. It's the fastest hour of the day, Caleb. <laughs> we just moved wow. right along. You know, we're in talking about coal. Uh, you and I have a mutual friend. You know C.J. Hadley, don't you? I do. With Range Magazine. Yep. And, of course, she grew up in a, in a dirty coal town back in London when she was a young girl, and she talked about the bronchitis that she has uh, from that, or that she used to get, I guess. She said she was born with bronchitis, is what she told me, and uh, um, she did get COVID this year, and she recovered just nicely. She said it wasn't wasn't as bad as when she gets bronchitis, (laughs) so it affects everybody a little differently. But that goes back to that dirty coal days, which we have moved away from uh, here in the United States, for sure. And uh, hopefully Europe is doing the same in places. We have the technology to do this and to do it right uh, in every which direction as far as economics, as far as health. And we can do that and we can share it with others. I think that's easier to share than, than uh, trying to fight wars on the ground, boots on the ground for democracy. I think it's better to give them a life of opportunities and health, good health. And uh, so that's what I kind of got out of your white paper. Um, and then I, you mentioned the Appalachian here in the United States where we have people that are living very, very poor as well. And what President Trump has done is taken us so much farther um you know, in the energy realm. I mean, we are energy independent for the first time. And I'm worried about us backsliding, as I said, as I went into that commercial break, you know, and getting back to where we're dependent on someone else. And and the production and everything stops here in the United States, which means jobs stop, economy stops, uh, more poverty. Uh, you know, it's it, it's not going to be good if they if they go that direction once more. We've already seen what it can do, and if they take it farther, how much worse it'll be. Right. Well, if you want to see the future, uh, go to California, where the lights incredibly are going off just uh, with blackouts, just like they do in African countries every day. They go off at least once a month in California because, with their climate change um, crisis belief, they've. Uh, force the use of all these renewables and not, n- no investment in the in the grid. Uh, so it it can happen. It can happen here. You're absolutely right. And I, I do want to stress quickly, that you you mentioned quickly and it could yeah, go ahead. It could. I mean, I do want to stress. Certainly, government sometimes is irrelevant to all this. Nobody could have kept back the fracking revolution because that was a work of American genius and risk mm-hmm. and capitalism that has changed the entire world as much as, as the Internet. Uh, and even in America, we have 11,000 people whose lives are saved every year, according to the National Institutes of Health, because they can afford to use their heating now 
in, in, in cold times, and it reduces their rates of pneumonia and bronchitis. Uh, whereas in Africa, as I mentioned in our new report, uh, you know, over 400,000 people are dying a year from having, uh, having to burn uh, hard fuel, solid fuels like wood and animal dung uh, in, in their homes. So there's a long way to go here, uh, but there's a much longer way to go uh, in, in Africa. And I hope uh, people will, you know, go to our website, get a hold of this report. There's a lot of interesting things to learn at CO2Coalition.org. Um, and we'll see if we can't, uh, you know, be a, a, say working in partnership with Africa. One of the most profoundly sort of wicked things about Africa's relationship with the world, Beth Ann, is that the European Union, which is the form of colonial powers, have not only a great fear of carbon dioxide, which is a miracle molecule, and therefore punish the African countries for you know, emitting carbon dioxide, they, um, they have a great fear of what are called genetically modified foods, uh, which the rest of the world understands is the way to control pests and to improve your growing season. You use these brilliant GMOs. Uh, but Africa is banned from exporting them to Europe because Europe has got these phobias about things like that. Uh, you know, we don't want to be like that. We want to work in alliance with the African governments uh, that want to provide electricity to their people, not, not block them from the choices they should be free to make. Well, those are things that we have choices. We have choices here. And, and they deserve that as well. And they deserve to have a chance to, to bring themselves up instead of stifling them. Let's, let's open up the markets for them. Let's, let's make things, you know, let's make them healthier. Let's, let's bring them the coal-fired plants that are, or the healthy-fired plants. And we'll, we'll do what we can here. It's CO2Coalition.org. Org. That's CO2Coalition.org. We have a link on my website for that. And I'm going to post your, although Facebook doesn't like us, but we're going to post your article <laughs> really? on Facebook. <laughs> they don't like me at all. <laughs> so what I want and, you to do is, 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 is tell us if it gets uh, harmed in any way, because we have won three major fights with Facebook in the last year. Uh, by going back to them with the data when they try to censor us for being climate deniers or something silly, and we will help you. So, so please post it. You just have to take the time to fight those uh, acts of censorship, uh, which, of course, got more and more egregious during the campaign when President Trump oh. was actually. The President of the United States was actually taken offline. I know. When did we, did we ever think we would see such a time when they would be so disrespectful to that office and ban the president and censor the president just because they don't like what he's saying? Uh, well, they can say it's statistics not. professor, see, I don't it's think crazy. it's disrespectful to him as much as disrespectful to Americans. We, we, I trained people all my career how to evaluate different claims. That's your business to figure out what's right. You don't need Facebook to tell you something's false. You need Facebook to let people argue in front of you, and you can figure out what's false. You know, that's a good point, because people don't seem to want to listen to the other side and grow, because we can have different opinions, and maybe both of us have a little bit of, of right, right in there and yeah. come together with something that's a lot better. You know, we've done that in, in just about everything here in the United States, and now they're trying to stifle difference of opinions. And isn't that what brings growth 
to have a new and idea you know, and, a, and bring it together? That's a good point. That's a great wow. point. That's how science actually works. You you put your hypothesis up and people test it and give their comments on it, and then you modify it. All that matters are the data, and the data at the moment are saying we have no change in these extreme weather variables during the carbon dioxide era. So everybody calm down and get back to work and making this country wealthier and, as a result, Amen. healthier. You know, we're, I guess they're just going to quit teaching science in school because science is finished. <laughs> <laughs> it's a done deal. They don't need it anymore. It's already, it's climaxed and it's finished. <laughs> but, you know, this happens all the time. We have a, a wonderful senior fellow at the CO2 Coalition, a distinguished climatologist named Patrick Michaels, and he's published a book yes. showing that many aspects of science, not just climate change, get taken over and politicized. There's nothing magic about science and politics. You have to stand up for it. And Patrick's the reason I came to CO2 Coalition, by the way. I saw him on the and I had to have him on the show, yes. and, and he's the reason I came to you guys. And I hear the music. We are out of time. Caleb, thank you so much. Tell Kathleen, thank you. We, we're so sorry. She was having phone trouble. We finally did get through to her that much. And uh, so thank you for all that you do, and you all have a Merry Christmas, man. Thank you so much, and a Happy New Year to you, Batman. God bless you. For too long now, those whose ancestors carved from a vast wilderness an awe-inspiring extension of Western civilization have been without any semblance of political representation. Abandoned by the political establishment, we now face the prospect of losing our national identity, culture, and our way of life. But there is hope. There is still time to right these wrongs, and there is a vehicle to organize our people into a force capable of reclaiming America's destiny. The American third position is that vehicle. It's a political party for our people, led by extraordinary patriots like Bill Johnson, Kevin McDonald, and myself, James Edwards. Our ancestors from the gates of Vienna to the sands of Iwo Jima sacrificed their all in order to secure Providence's most precious gift, freedom. Now it's our turn. Learn more at the American Third Position website, American3P.org. That's American, the number three, the letter P.org. This is the American Third Position, American3P.org. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just, I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry? It's four o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old. And she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family. Isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. <laughs> 